chapter number 1, verse number 16. I'll let you remain seated. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God and the salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Now verse 17, we read together last night. Let's read again together. All right, ready? For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. With the help of God, again, I want to bring part two of this thought of daring to have faith in God in 2019. Let's go to the throne of grace again. We appreciate you being here tonight so very, very much. Brother Jimmy Drum, how about you praying for me? Amen. Last night we looked at this thought of daring to have faith in God as we, uh, as our theme is daring to believe God in 2019. We choose to dare to believe God. There's one common denominator and that is it's going to take faith. We looked last night and said faith is seeing from God's point of view. I said this, I said, uh, even though I know what the Bible says about God's ways are higher than my ways, and His thoughts are higher than my thoughts, it still is, it's most of the time, God's point of view is nothing like my point of view. So we got to decide whose point of view is right. I think we ought to decide His point of view is right. Not only is faith seeing from God's point of view, but faith is seeing and then doing. That's obedience. Now, it's one thing to say, I've got faith in God. But if that faith does not move us into an action to, a, to doing something for the glory of God, it's just something you know. I can know that the speed limit through road hits is 35 miles an hour. They've got signs. I have that knowledge. And, and it's very difficult. But I've got to take my foot off the gas and drive 35 miles per hour or pay the consequences. No matter how much I know something, no matter how much we know, we know the Bible, we know the truth of this Bible, but then moving into the arena of doing what this Bible says sometimes is challenging for all of us. And to be honest, I like to see what God's doing, and most of the time, His point of view is not mine. But how do we develop that's my goal tonight. How do we develop those eyes of faith for this next year to dare to live by faith? How do we develop that? 
it's not something we're born with. It's not something that immediately we're saved. And tonight, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, as a matter of fact, if tonight, right now, if you don't know that if you died that you would go to heaven, we'll stop, call recess, and show you how you can know Jesus Christ as your Savior be the greatest decision you've ever made in life. I'm so glad I'm saved tonight. I may not know a whole lot, but I know that I'm saved. And I share what Miss Francis testified to. Blows my little pea brain when I start thinking, I know me. Why he would even love me enough to save me is beyond me. I am so thankful that he did. And so tonight, how do we develop that faith to, to dare to believe God in 2019? Well, first of all, number one, we've got to learn to dwell on the opportunity ahead, not on the opposition before us. In Numbers chapter 13 and 27, they told him, said, We came into the land where thou sentest, and surely it flowed with milk and honey, and this is the fruit of it. And they had a, a, a big old cluster of, of grapes on a pole between two men. Now that's a hunk of grapes. And they said, And here is the evidence of it. That was the opportunity. But notice the opposition. Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in land, and the cities are walled and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. Now, in every life, we're going to hear good news, and we're going to hear bad news. And the one you choose to focus on will determine what you do with your life. Let me give you an example. We get a report on the news. And it's amazing. The report gets bigger than the news. I believe there are thousands living a dead-end existence simply because when opportunity came along, they listened to someone tell them, you can't do that. That you, You'll not make it doing that. I tell you, you better be careful about doing that. I'm glad I didn't listen to a lot of people when I was building this church. There's a good possibility it never got built. I, I love this. This happened a lot. I, we poured the foundations and the walls started going up and the, had the rafters hung and had a roof on it and didn't have windows in it yet. And I, I, got, I, I measured about, took the blueprints, I measured about where my pulpit was going to be. And I'd stand on that place and I'd preach in that building before there was nobody in here. 
and, uh, and, and, and nobody complained. And uh, I, everybody loved the message. And, uh, but I, I'd be doing that, and, and somebody would drive up, and they'd be, oh, oh uh, man, just right over the road. I started to name his name, but I probably shouldn't. Uh, I mean, he's, he's lost and mean as a devil. He stopped in here one day, walked around. He said, my goodness, preacher. He said, boy, God's doing some great things. He said, I remember, I remember whenever uh, this, this little church is down here in this white building. And that white building wasn't nothing but a liquor joint and a whorehouse. And that's, and that's what he said. And he said, now I see what God's doing. He said, man, I tell you, there's something what God's doing. And then Christians would come by. They'd walk in. They'd say, man, preacher, you sure you can build a building this size in this economy? Man, you sure you can pay for it? They would so unnerve me. I'd just stand here and I'd say, oh my gosh, what have I done? How, I'd, get, I'd ruin myself to death. But I chose to listen to what I believed God was doing. You see, I, I learned to listen to people like Gene Beach. He's a, uh, a big man in the first instance. He brought his boss up here. And he walked in and he said, uh, preacher, he said, this man named him, he said, he's my supervisor, he's over all this district, and he said, I want to know, what's your vision for this place? I said, do you really want to know, because I'm going to look to you to pay for it. He said, yes, I told him everything in my heart, and I love this, he said, I, well, okay, we'll, we'll be there to help you with the money. I learned to listen to the right people. See, it's not that you're going to change what people say, but you've got to learn to choose how you react to what people say. Uh, if you can learn to react right. See, these people here, they got to look in that opposition, not the opportunity. Now, there's a benefit in being here for 26 years. I've seen services up, and I've seen them down. I've seen services when ties were good. Boy, I've seen services when ties were bad. I've seen good services when there was no sickness. I've seen services when, in January the 21st last year, 50% of our church was out sick. I've seen services where God chose to bless and manifest himself and you just knew God was, had shut up. I've seen services where God just stood at the back and said, will you love me anyhow? I've learned I've got little, very little control of how services go but I've learned that it's how I respond to them. That is to trust the God that I've always trusted. Notice these people had conflicting reports. These spies come back with this news. 
They told him, it said, we came into the land where thou sinnest is surely it flowed with milk and honey, and this is the fruit thereof. They said, the land is everything God said it would be. And this is the reality and an undefiled truth. The problem comes. The problem comes. Now, if you miss everything I'm going to say, don't miss this. The problem comes. We don't live by truth and reality. We live by our perception of truth and reality. You hear what I said? We don't live by truth and reality. How many believe it's truth? Amen. We don't believe it's just truth. We're, we're idiots. We'll go home and watch a ball game. I'm praying for those who are laid out to not watch a ball game, their TV blows up. And I'm not telling them that. It's not, being, it's not being real good, is it? But it is a perception of our perception of truth. Go something like this. Boy, the land is so good, but... The land's flowing with milk and honey, just like God said it would, but the the Lord said it was our land, but I know the Bible's true, but I know the Bible requires some things, but I know the Bible says about tithing, but I know what the Bible says about sin, but Fear will do something. It's so powerful. It'll blow up our perceptive perception of things. You ever meet someone? You ever meet someone? And they start out it's like a balloon. And I should have got me a balloon. Have you got a balloon out there somewhere you can get a hold of quickly? I mean like lickety split. Huh? Y'all want your room? Go get that for me. Hurry, hurry, hurry. And they'll start talking to you about a situation. And it starts getting bigger and bigger and bigger. It's not that it's it's different. It's the perception. Because fear will blow our perception. They did it here. They said, listen, uh, uh, the, the, the people be strong. All right. Pink balloon. God. Couldn't you find a blue one or something? It's pretty pink. Okay. Okay. Which one of you girls has got a lot of hot air on these? I shouldn't have said that either. I should have taken the morning off. Amen. They said, listen. <laughs> uh, I need somebody to blow this balloon up for me. I can't blow this thing up. Come here, Jessica. Blow this balloon up for me. My gosh. We lay it to it, can't you? All right. Okay, start blowing on that balloon for me. Nevertheless, okay, 
Uh, okay, stop. Nevertheless, I said, we came to the land of that and surely it flowed. But no, nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in land. Okay, they're, they're strong. It's that big. Hold it. And the cities are walled, but some more ain't. And not only that, but and, and very great. And moreover, the children of Giants are living in the land. Blow it up. What started out, something small, their perception has blown it bigger than what it is. Are you one of those people? I, I, drama queens love doing this. Are you a drama queen? You can be a man, be a drama queen. How many knows what I'm talking about? Okay, amen. We're on the same page. Drama queens are masters at taking something small and but just keep blowing that thing. Keep on. And well, and but you get the idea? That's good. That's good. You get the idea? See, and you know what fear will do? Fear will do the same thing to you. Fear will take your perception of reality. Well, I, I tell you, I, uh, I, I know. And, and this is what's amazing. The Lord had just delivered this people from the most powerful nation of the day, from the most powerful king of the day. Not only did he deliver them, but they took all the stuff. They spoiled the land before they left. He wrought miracles in their presence. But right here, they're saying their perception. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 69, For a great door and effectual is open unto me, and there are many adversaries. Paul said there's many adversaries, but I'm going to focus on the opportunity, not on the opposition. Jacob illustrates it this way. In Genesis 42, 36, and Jacob the father said to them, Me have you bereaved of my children? Joseph is not. Now Jacob believes Joseph has been killed. He's alive, but he believes he's dead. Here's what he said. And Simeon is not. Simeon's in prison. And you will take Benjamin away. Now hold it, you'll take Benjamin. Now notice what he said. Now all these things are against me. Now how, how come... How did you get to all these things against you from that place? Jacob, how did you get to all these things? See, he just took it to a place that it wasn't. He just took it to literally a place that wasn't. All these things are against me. Not true. That was the perception of the matter. I see this here. A person, and, and, and by the way, now listen, I'm going to just, just point blank. I've been here 26 years, and I, I, you, if you've got an answer to stop it, I'll, I'll listen. We've had people come, and we've had people leave. You, you show me how to stop the leaving and bless God's word. Nobody would ever leave. I, I just tell you, I, just, I want to hear it. 
I don't want to hear it. Somebody leaves. My God, what's wrong with the church? What? Huh? You went from somebody's left to something wrong with the church? How did you get, how did you come up with that perception? Or, is everybody leaving? Huh? No. Me and Darlene's here, we're not everybody. Everybody ain't. See, we, we, we get these perceptions. What, what did somebody do? Huh? How did you get, how did you come from here all the way over here that there's someone in the church, everybody's leaving, and somebody did something? How did you come up with that? The reality is, Maybe they don't like my preaching. That's, that's amazing to me. No. Not all, I don't like my style, style of preaching. Not everybody does. Not everybody. I, I had a man one time, visited, and I visited him. He said, yeah, preacher, I'd like, I'd probably come there. But he said, I'm going to be honest with you. He said, I don't like the sound of your voice. I don't know how you want to treat it. No. I said, well, <laughs> you know, this, these pipes is what God gave me. There's not much. That's <laughs> like saying, well, I, you know, preacher, I don't like your gray hair. I'm not going to die, so, and I ain't going to cut it off. So. <laughs> Let, you know, what, what do you do? What do you do? Maybe a lot of reasons. What I'm saying is, is we're so quick to run to allow a perception of what's wrong. I love this. I'm always thinking, a lot of times I come to church and I've got a lot of things in my mind. I think about what I'm doing and and, and usually on Sunday morning, my thoughts is on the message, and it's not much of anything else. And somebody come out and say, Preacher, are you mad? No. Well, you look mad. Well, what, what kind of look mad? Well, you, have you ever really seen me mad? Do you live with me? Do you know if I'm... Do you, I, I mean, you ladies know when your husband gets, when he's genuinely mad, you don't, you know it, right? When your wife's running mad and upset, you know it, right? Help me now, don't leave me here. And the trust is, but to walk in in perception, it's a perception. Well, I tell you what, if we, if we want to, if we dare to live by faith in 2019, We've got to do based on truth and reality, not your perception of it. Because your perception may be wrong. Number two, develop... How do you do that? Well, here's how you do it. Number two, develop a faith that's willing to follow no matter what. I call it a risk-taking mentality. Now listen to me. Numbers 13, 29... And the Amalekites dwell in the land of the south, and Hittites and Jebusites and Amorites dwell in the mountains, and Canaanites dwell by sea and by the coast of Jordan. Here's what they said. 
There's just simply no room for us. All the land's been taken up. He said, and it's not, it's not worth the risk. 16-year-old young man or young woman, young girl, fills out an application. He put on the application, I'll work every day but Wednesday and Sunday. People around you a lot of times said, well, bless God, you won't get a job. As jobs is hard to come by, and I, you just won't get a job. You can't be that. That's the biggest lie that ever was told. That's the biggest lie. Elijah come in from college. He kept this, he started this way. He's kept it. Didn't work on Wednesdays. Nights and then we're on Sundays. And while he's in, he'd work first shift in the morning in Eichert and go to Hudson, work second shift. And they'd work him every hour that he possibly could. If you're a good worker, that's a lie. They'll work with you. That's a lie. See, but people say, I, I just can't take the risk. I'm going to tell you something. Riz says, I, I just can't knock on that door. They'll all slam in my face. Believing says, I'm going to knock on the door anyhow, even if they do. Riz says, I'll just tell you, and I know that if you're genuinely genuinely sick. You don't want to run a fever stuff. You need to stay home. Now you know what I'm talking about when I say this. And people's got to run in those. Well, I ain't going to church. I might make somebody sick. Believing says I'm going to go to church anyway. Blow my nose before I go in. See, but Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the king's meat. Nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested the prince of the eunuchs they might not define himself. Can I ask you a question? Did Daniel take a risk? Do you think he took a risk? You better believe he took a risk. We're living in a world. I read an article the other day. The average age, I need to correct something. How many of you, when you turned 16, got your license? You wanted your license, bless God. Fifteen and a half, we got a permit. And sixteen, the day of our birthday, we went and got a license. Man, we was excited about getting them license. Come a day, we got, we wanted to, you know, got moved out of home, moved out of home, moved away from home. Right now, I heard an article of the day that there's a multitude of people that's in their late 20s and 30s not getting their license and not moving out of the house. And it was the reason. They're afraid they can't pay the rent. Afraid they might get an accident. Afraid they can't make the car payment. Afraid they can't do anything. And fear is about destroying this pioneering spirit that made our nation great. See, 
first of all, dwell on the opportunity ahead, not on the opposition. And may I say the opposition's always, there's always going to be somebody to tell you why you can't do something. There'll always be somebody to tell you that. Develop a faith that's willing to follow no matter what. Number three, decide to focus on the promises of God. Numbers 13, 13. And Caleb steal the people before Moses said, Let us go up the Lord's and possess it, for we well able to overcome it. Caleb said, He's like a bulldog. Matter of fact, Caleb's name means dog. He's like a bulldog. He said, God promised. It's ours. Let's go. Get it. Giants, they said, he said, but Caleb, there's giants in the land. Yeah, but I'm bringing my God into the land. And them giants ain't got a chance. He said, I know the giants are there. I'm not looking at the giants. I'm looking to my God. Many folks today are doing nothing, cowering, doing nothing, wasting, wasting life because they all they see is the giants. They never see their God. Folks, giants are always going to be there. And we're not careful. We'll see the problem and not see God's promises. Now, this wasn't blind faith. Now, don't miss this. Not... You say, it's, it what? No. Because all they had to do was say, look over there. All Caleb had to do was say, look over there. You see that? Them grapes? You see them grapes? The proof was there. You know why? You know why? You ought to dare to have faith in 2019. Why you ought to dare to believe God to win one family this year. You know why? Because you can drive by this church every time you drive in the parking lot and know, man, God did this. We didn't do this. We didn't do this. God did this. The proof is here. The proof is here. Y'all believe God for our bus ministry. Y'all believe God enough for some of you to get busy working in the bus ministry. What's the proof? It's there. God give us those buses. And he's provided for those buses. See, the reality is the proof is there. And my, it's pretty good evidence. Isn't it time? Isn't it time? We just believe God when he said. Philippians 4.13 Fears version. Well, I think maybe, I, I hope so. I, 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 I tell you, I'm a little bit worried about that I can do these things through Christ which strengthens me. And Lord, if you'll show me these signs, if you'll do this and do this and do this and prove to me. And by the way, by the way, he's proved to most of us 10,000 times what he can do. But faith says, I can do all things. How many things? Oh, oh. Time out. Time out.
I'm working on something. And I may preach it. Questions to ask yourself 2019. Now I ain't give them to you, but can I share one? What's the impossible thing you're going to believe God for in 2019? The impossible thing. Mark chapter 10, the rich ruler come to Jesus said, what must I do to have eternal life? And Jesus said, well, you know the, the law. And he said, oh, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, I've done. He said, thou likest one thing. Lord said he loved him, by the way. He said, thou likest one thing. He said, go sell all your goods. And give to the poor and take up your cross and follow me. Now, he's not saying that's what you have to do. But it's what that young man had to do. And the Bible says he walked away softly. And then the Bible looked at the, at the disciples and said, it's easier for a, a camel to go through the eye of the needle than it is for a rich man to enter into heaven. And they were astonished beyond measure. Wow! They said. Now, I've, I've heard commentaries and writers have talked about that needle was was a gate and the camel had to crawl to get through there. Can I, can I just tell you, I, I just believe when Jesus said that, I believe he was literal. I believe he meant literal camel going through the eye of a needle. They were astonished. They said, my goodness, how in the world can we be saved? He said, Jesus said, with men it is impossible but with God, nothing is impossible. What's the impossible thing? I, I double dog dare you. Write it in your Bible. Stick it. Have one impossible thing you're asking God to do in 2019. And believe God to do it. See, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Anytime we just believe God when he said, you are God, little children, I've overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. But notice what they said. But the men that went up with him said, we be not able we, to go up against the people for they are stronger than we. The people in the land didn't defeat them. They defeated themselves. When one says, we can't do this. When one says, we can do this. They're both right. They're both right. If your perception, we can't do this, then you probably can't. But if it's in your heart, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. You probably can. The ten decided they couldn't. God never discussed it with them. Let me tell you what. I'm going to tell you how serious, how important this is. In the book of Judges, in the book of Judges, the Lord uh, got old Gideon 
And, uh, and Gideon started telling the Lord how, how, how small he was and he lived this nation, the poorest people, and why they couldn't. And then God said, but no, Gideon, you're a mighty man of valor. This is what I think about you, Gideon. This is what I'm going to do with you, Gideon. I'm going to use you to deliver the people. And he got off the army and he had, he had this massive army of 30,000. And boy, old Gideon's feeling pretty good. And he, listen to what the Lord said. Now therefore go proclaim in the ears of the people, saying, Whosoever is fearful and afraid, now listen to what he said, let him return and depart early from Mount Gilead. He said, send them home. Didn't discuss it with them? Send them home. Can't use them. They go home and they'll die in that same place. And I returned to the people 20 and 2,000. 20 2,000. And I remained 10,000. Had 32,000 people and God sent 22,000 because of fear and afraid. Don't miss this. Your spirit is one of fear and afraid. God will never use you. He'll leave you sitting right where you're at from now that Jesus comes. Number four. Number one, dwell on opportunities ahead, not on opposition. Develop a faith that's willing to fall no matter what. Decide to focus on the promises of God. And number four, delight in God's view. Boy, delight in God's view. They brought up that evil report, those ten men. And it's amazing how quickly negativity spreads. Notice, and all the people that we saw in it are men of a great stature. And they said, and we saw the giants, the son of Anak, which came to the giants. We were in our own sight as grasshoppers. Now notice, they took it to another level. And so we're, we in their sight. They ain't even got there. They're not there. They said, we're grasshoppers inside the giants, and when we get there, that's where we're going to look to them. Started right by this church. This community down here needs God in a desperate way. This community where we live needs God in a desperate way. And we see ourselves defeated, that's the way they're going to see us defeated. They see us victorious. That's why they'll see it. One minute they're carrying the clusters of grapes. God's evidence. Took two men. And the next minute, the, the enemy said, boo. And they said, we can't do it. We can't do it. We can't do it. Oh, my goodness. My goodness. Joshua said, and Joshua the son of Nun, and Caleb the son of Jephunneh, which were of them that searched the land and rent their clothes and spake unto all the company of children of sin. The land which we passed through to search it is an exceeding good land. It's everything God said it was. And the Lord delighted in us. Then he will bring us into the land and give it to us, a land flowing with milk and honey. Oh, rebel not ye against the Lord, neither fear the people of the land, for they are bread for us. We're going to eat them alive. The bread we're going to take, and God's giving their defenses depart from them, and the Lord's with us. Fear them not. But all the congregation 
had stoned them with stones. And the glory of the Lord appeared in the tabernacle congregation before the children of Israel. Let me ask you in closing. Can you dare to believe God? Can you take a stand by faith like Joshua and Caleb? True faith leads to obedience. Because you know something doesn't make it a reality. It's only when you know something and obey God in accordance. There'll be no wondering if you should do what the Lord commands. Trying to make up your mind, you just obey. Solid Rock Baptist Church, will you dare to believe God in 2019? If you're sincere, I mean sincere, I'm, I'm, if you're not, stay put. I'm okay. I love you anyhow. But if you're sincere and serious, I invite you to come and find your place in this altar and tell God, not me, I believe I'll dare to have faith in God and dare to believe you in 2019. Let's all stand to our feet.